Welcome to Slice of Disney. I'm Kelly Washington, Disney obsessed enthusiast and real life Tinkerbell. And I'm Will Lentz, a guy with podcast equipment that sometimes goes to Disney. And today we have two very special guests with us as well. We have combined powers into one podcast. This is the D Plus Cast. My name's Garrett. And I'm Greg. This week on Slice of Disney, the park's reopening. And that's okay. I think it's good to have something to be positive about, especially in times like this. Um, I really miss the parks. It's been especially thrown in my face with Shanghai opening up, which, you know, I think that they're doing the best they can, hopefully, with opening it up. I, I actually, okay, when was the last time you went, Garrett? Well, it's interesting because, uh, so my story is that I was in Walt Disney World. I, we flew out of Los Angeles on March 3rd, and this was when the coronavirus was still in the everybody wash your hands for 20 seconds phase. That was a phase we were in when we were on our vacation. And the day we flew back was March 11th. And March 11th was the day that it was labeled a global pandemic by the World Health Organization. And that was the day <laughs> that that the NBA canceled. Was it, a, was it a San Antonio Spurs game? I forget which which game it, it was. It was the Thunder. I don't Thunder. remember who they were playing. Oh, it was the yeah. Jazz. So so we land at LAX. We, we, we come home. And I turn on CNN. And the NBA canceled a game. And our entire world turned upside down. So that was weird for like two weeks. Because, I mean, with the whole 14-day incubation period and thinking about the amount of people and atmospheres we were around and yada yada, it was... And, it and was how rough. soon after that did they officially close the parks? That weekend. Interesting. So here's yeah. something I, I didn't share with you guys before. Uh, so my wife, Amanda, Garrett, Will, you know her. She's a huge fan of The Woody Show. That's a local radio show here in Los Angeles. And they did this giveaway so you could go to an after-hours opening at the park, at Disney Park. And she won the giveaway last year, and we went to California Adventure at night with, like, 2,000 people in the park. There were no lines. We walked right on to Toy Story. We walked right on to uh, the Cars Land rides. It was amazing. And she won it again this year, and it was, like, supposed to happen mid-April. And then, of course, everything's canceled. And so there's like this this floating free ticket that's that's just going to happen someday in the future. <laughs> and we don't know when. Oh, man. Kelly, you go to Disneyland. Yeah. You, you feel comfortable. It's safe. Right. You feel safe. That's 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 the ground level. We all want to feel Ugh. safe when we go. Right. Yeah. So you go there and you feel safe. First, which park do you go to first? You so I would kind of try to do my normal routine of Tell me your routine. Well, actually usually I do go to California Adventure first, but in this case I would go to Disneyland just to see it first. I just want to see the castle. I just want to take in Main Street and I want to breathe for a second. And again, this is feeling normal. I have no idea when that's going to be. I'll right. probably <laughs> actually go before I feel safe. <laughs> probably. But yeah. I'll I'll be a crazy person, gloves, mask, to have, I don't know, everything I can wear to be protected. 
Um, but I would go, I'd want to see the castle. Maybe if, if Haunted Mansion is open, that would be the first thing I would do. If it is not, I would want to go back and sit and hang out at one of the restaurants, maybe Lamplight Lounge or something. And just like take it in for a minute. So let me let me tell you how weird it's been for for me. Uh, so every day when I want to go for a walk, I ask my fiance, "Do I need to wear a mask if I'm walking around the neighborhood?" And she says, "Yes." Yes. And I scowl yes. and I pout <laughs> and I, <laughs> I go. Uh, uh, but when we take the dog out for a a a long walk a structured walk as our trainer told us to take her on you know what i've been doing this is sad what i i i play i put my iphone in my pocket and i play youtube loops of main street usa music so that when we're walking around the neighborhood i've got main street usa music playing, oh my god and we walk around like like happy nerds like nothing is going wrong with the world. So you've got a little I'm, bit of a Disney coping mechanism to kind of put you in the mindset of being there, even though you can't be there anymore. Greg, I'm trying my best here. You know, I've actually, <laughs> so my wife, Amanda, she's uh, found online and maybe you guys have seen it too. There's a Dole Whip recipe uh, that's kind of floating around online. So you can get the, yes. the, uh, the authentic Dole Whip experience that you would get at Disney. So we've tried a couple of those and I guess that's oh, filling, yeah. that's filling a void carrying on what greg just said one it's actually even better than the one from disney because it doesn't have corn syrup in it so i can actually have That's this right. dole whip and nice. i am very excited to try it because i've never i haven't had dole whip since i was a kid um but i did try the churros i love that disney's putting out recipes um we did an episode on digital disney you know there's options to watch rides um there's options to watch different fireworks shows or phantasmic something else you can bring into your home the churros that I made did not turn out great, but I did use an air fryer. <laughs> well, I've also heard that the churro recipe kind of comes out a little doughy. It literally, it tasted like a cream puff, but no cream and All a right. little bit of cinnamon sugar on top. At Smart and Final, they had a box of Tio Pepe's churros and it's a, it was just a, a big frozen box of churros and boy, was <laughs> I popular in this house when I brought that home as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I think you yeah. you won the churro challenge for sure, right? <laughs> I, ma I I tried making uh, Dole Whip a while back, and I think the recipe I found online involved like frozen banana hmm. with with the frozen pineapple, and it was more like a healthy version, and it still gave you the whole you know idea of Dole Whip. And I made it for my fiance, and she tasted it, and she's like, "Oh, this is great! This is awesome!" And then it sat in the freezer for eight months until I had to throw it out because it was freezer burnt. And Greg, how did yours turn out? Uh, so she did two different recipes. Uh, I don't know which one is the official Disney one. One of them had vanilla ice cream in it, and one did not. And that was the kind of the difference between the two. There's pretty much uh, frozen pineapples. I think there was like coconut milk and stuff. A little That's bit. the one I did, coconut milk. And then yeah. one of them called for vanilla ice cream, and that one just had the texture that was closer uh, to mm. the actual Dole Whip, but I don't know if it was actually closer to the recipe because I'm pretty sure the in in reality it's a dairy-free dessert. So Yeah, it's a powder. It's a, it, yeah. it's a powder, guys. <laughs> well, they were both delicious because pineapples are delicious. Yes. And pineapples are great. As somebody who goes to Disney a lot, and – Really quick background on my love of Disney. I've been going since I was in the womb. I am 
originally from Georgia, so we grew up having annual passes, or at least going once a year to Florida to go to Disney World. And my family became hooked outside of like a couple years when I was in middle school where I was like, I am way too cool. Um, back in high school, it was like cool to be a kid again, so fell back in love. And it just allowed my love of Disney to grow and be comfortable with it. Um, knowing my addiction is real, uh, making it as healthy as I can. <laughs> uh, Garrett, what is your love of Disney? I mean, you currently have the highest annual pass. You can go to any park within the United States. Okay, listen, you, you calm down. You, you relax <laughs> with this with this whole, like, you have the highest annual pass. I'm, I, I've never stepped foot in Club 33, so why don't you... Why don't you get in the cool okay. back of the room, Kelly, okay. and, and, and stop <laughs> judging me for my level of annual pass, because that <laughs> expires, okay? Your experience at Club 33 never expires. You get to take that to the end of your life <laughs> and hold that over my head. <laughs> I think when I, when I first started going to Disneyland, it was sort of, it was out of laziness, frankly. When I first started dating my fiance, she grew up in Orange County. She grew up at Disneyland. She went all the time. And for me, I was like, you know what? Okay, let's just go. So we went a few times. Then we got an annual pass. And then we sort of, it grew from there. And then it became one of these things where I said, well, it's a lot easier driving to Disneyland every Saturday than it is to come up with new and interesting and unique <laughs> plans every Saturday. So let's just go to Disneyland. But then over time, I sort of, uh, when I talk about Disney parks with people who don't understand, I I tell them that what I like about Disney parks is the structured spontaneity. It's walking into Disneyland or California Adventure and feeling familiar with my surroundings, knowing where I'm at, but also being able to spontaneously do whatever I want within those confines. I think you've just described me as a person. There you go. <laughs> oh, my you God. Like, you like excitement under structure? I, I literally think that's me. If anything has come out of Slice of Disney, it's that I just found myself. So thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful because it's almost like a safety net, right? Yeah. You walk in there and you're like, you know what? At this very moment, I know everything in this park, right? And I could go any direction I want for the next two and a half hours I could go shopping. I can go here. And I don't know. It's it's almost like I get to turn my brain off and I'm not on my phone as much. I'm not paying attention to the news. I'm not on, on the gram. I'm not on the Twitter. I'm 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 never on the TikTok. I, I don't know. Do we I don't have a TikTok it, either. TikTok. Okay, I don't Okay, have so you have a TikTok. No, I That's, do not. I know, but I'm I'm trying to learn the, the language of the kids. Oh. So, so you have a TikTok? Is that how we phrase it? You like have someone a TikTok? who has it has you a TikTok. Use it? I don't know. <laughs> like, are you on TikTok? Do you have Guys, a TikTok? Guys, this is a Disney podcast. We are clearly not the cool kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That means we're the coolest. But yeah, I think for me, my my favorite activity at Disneyland has always been to go to Carthay Circle for a lunch have a cocktail, have a nice meal, and sort of watch people enjoy the performances that are done on Buena Vista Street or Sunset Boulevard and just 
take it in. And I love the whole 1920s aspect of California Adventure. And I, I don't know, it just, it relaxes me. Now, what doesn't relax me is that hour and a half drive back from Disneyland to Los Angeles. I wish I could do without that. Well, if you leave after park closing like me, it only takes like 42 minutes. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett and I actually have really different Disney experiences. Um, and before I get into what we miss now, I am a late bird. I get there like three o'clock. I chill and then I stay till the park closes, often after it closes because I like to go shopping. Uh, <laughs> and Garrett, you're more of that early bird. My, my adventures at Disneyland are totally dependent on the weather. So oh. if it is, if it is going to be a hot day, I'm just not going. And I think to myself, you know what? I saved some money not going to Disneyland today because it's 90 degrees out and who wants to be out there anyways? Me. But I like to wake up early so I can fight traffic and I can get there and I can walk around the parks when it's not super crowded. And I'm not even like a ride guy that needs to get on Space Mountain with a five minute wait and let's run over to Indiana Jones. I, I just... Seeing the parks early on in the morning as they open, the cast members, their energy level is at the max because it's the beginning of the day. I like it. And typically we leave after lunch, so like two o'clock. So like, honestly, the last time I saw fireworks at Disneyland, I don't even remember. Wow. I don't remember. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I mean, and I love that Disney, everyone has their own experience and own rituals in a way. Uh, Greg, you have, you go. You've been. Yeah, I've been a few times. I would say I'm a much more casual goer than you guys. Um, my wife had a, she had an annual pass a couple times, but I did not. So she would go with friends, and she has a good understanding of the park much more than I do. So anytime I do go with her, she's got it all laid out. She knows exactly what we're doing and when we're doing it. But she's kind of, I think, the combination between the two of you guys. Because when we go, we have to get there at open, and we, we're not leaving until end of day. And it's the <laughs> longest, and it's the longest, most excruciating. It's a, but, but here's something about Disney. Again, I'm not a big theme park person in general, and I, I tend to be, a I, one could say, pretty grumpy when, when on my feet all day. <laughs> Uh, but there's something about Disney parks that truly is magical that puts you in in like a mood where you 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 just kind of see all the effort that they put into making that park something next level and and I recently I, I mentioned this earlier or or later depending on how you edit this will um, <laughs> <laughs> but I you know we went to we went to an after hours. Um, thing at California Adventure uh, recently and my brother had come with us and he'd never been to a Disney park before and you know he's like 31 32 years old and he turned into a child uh, like I just in his eyes you could see he'd never seen something just as magical as Disney before so that's that's something that I can appreciate even as somebody is an outsider it it really is better than any other theme park. You you could see it in the in the art and the design and the effort and the the style of the rides. It's 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 all there and it's it's really cool. Ugh, I love that. That's the kind of yeah. stories we need right now. <laughs> yeah. I I look. I am ready to go back. I have an internal battle with myself. I feel like every day about okay. I'm so paranoid and terrified of getting sick or spreading it to others or getting other people sick, all of it, right? 
But at the same time, my sanity is important. And Disney for me is a very relaxing, rejuvenating experience. So I, w- I'm, I really miss it. And I hope that they take all the safety precautions to open it correctly. I'm sure they will. Um, what, are, what are your limits, Garrett? Why, when will you go back? Well, my limits are different than my fiance's limits. So, <laughs> so her limits then. <laughs> I, what are hers? Because uh, Lord knows I would probably make... Terrible. Judging by my track record, I would make terrible decisions and deal with the aftermath later on down the road. So she's she's much more wise than I. But I think if everything that's going on in Shanghai works well, and the Florida parks at Walt Disney World open, and there's no terrible results from it, right? I think. Listen, I, I as uh, Kelly, you and I and Will and Greg. We are of the nature of we take this virus seriously. We we believe that you can. We want to be part of the solution. We don't want to be part of the problem uh, of spreading it. Now that being said, I hope I hope that everything works out. I hope that Shanghai does not spike any numbers. I hope the Florida opens and no numbers spike. And, and I so hope you're that definitely we can... under the like you're definitely saying yes. Disney World will open before Disneyland. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, that's because Florida doesn't exactly yeah. give a crap so, so, compared yeah. to us. California, we're like being a little more precautionary. So I was listening to uh, the Jim Hill Media Podcast, and that's an excellent podcast for, for uh, uh, Disney Parks enthusiasts. The host of this podcast was saying how his sources say that w- we make money in Florida, but we make decisions in California. So, mm-hmm. so Disneyland has always been the hub of decision making when it comes to those Disney parks. So I think when Disneyland eventually opens and it's at a capacity that I feel comfortable with, I know that the way my fiance and I experience the parks, that I'll feel safe doing it. Because for all we do, we like to walk around. We just like to walk around and people watch. There have been several days where we don't go on any rides. We don't see any shows. We just walk around, experience the ambiance, people watch, then go have a nice meal. Yeah. I... I keep thinking of Mr. Toad's wild ride and that line and how impossible that line would be to wait in because I feel, I mean, I hate being in it already. It is so skinny and tiny and awkward. And like, I don't know anyone that's over, you know, eight that fits in that well. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking more of like Indiana Jones and how it's enclosed and you're in those caves. So that's, that's like, there, there's so many things that, I'm going to go when I feel comfortable going, and I'm not going to complain about if I can't go due to I have to wear a mask. Okay, if 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 it's if it's the middle of summer and I have to wear a mask at Disneyland, then okay, cool. Like you guys right. do you. I'm just going to wait, and I need to go when I'm comfortable. And I, you know what? I don't think that Di- I think Disney's going to take this very seriously. They're obviously taking all the precautions now. And in the event that Br'er Rabbit contracts the disease, I think that they will close <laughs> up shop a little early. Maybe they'll they'll wait a little longer if they have to. You know, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, again, I, I think that you said you've made food. I've done a digital Disney experience. I've found myself watching more Disney movies than I'm used to. Um, not to say that. What have you watched? Uh, oh, God. So I watched The Great Mouse Detective, which I hadn't seen in God knows how long. 
Hercules, I've seen a million times. Still watched it. Um, Big Hero Six, Tangled. I w- watched the Coco special. I don't know. I just find myself diving in to Disney Plus. I watched Ten Things I Hate About You the other night. Not. I didn't know. I had no idea that Touchstone was owned by Disney. Oh yeah, Touchstone was was uh, Disney's uh, little uh, black sheep of the family. No hey, we idea. got a rated R movie. What are we gonna do? Hey, let's throw it under Touchstone. Yeah, had literally <laughs> no idea. But that's the kind of things you'd learn on uh, the G Plus cast. So that's hey, why I come Ke- to you. Uh, listen, Kelly, if you, uh, why don't you why don't you hang up the phone right now and you go watch <laughs> The Color of Money which has been mentioned on this podcast way too many times. <laughs> Although not available on Disney+. Plus, <laughs> I know, but it's still Touchstone. It's a Touchstone movie. Uh, maybe it'll be available on Hulu. Uh, 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 it's early Tom Cruise with late Paul Newman, and it's just excellent. Yeah. Is there anything that you're surprised you missed from the park? Is there anything that you just are really craving a lot right now? I'm surprised how much I miss the cast members. <gasps> Gosh, me too. And I didn't. I didn't think about it till just this moment when I thought about uh, a lot of the 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 frankly the 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 older people who really just bring a lot of grace and a lot of class and joy to Disney parks. They really do. I I, I think that there's very few. That, there are very few trips to Disneyland that don't result in me having a, a wonderful conversation with one of these one of these cast members and bringing a smile to my face. So you know what? I miss the cast members. There, I said it. I'm running for president now. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. I miss the cast members so much. I've befriended some, followed some on Instagram. You know, um, and I I worry about the cast members a lot in this time. You know, when Disney had to furlough everybody, which I understand as, you know, ginormous as the Walt Disney Company is. So you say you say furlough. I say furlough. Furlough, furlough. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, I'm yeah. just, uh, listen, as, as someone who has been furloughed personally, <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm always... <laughs> I just I love hearing how people pronounce words. We can cut this if, if you need to. I just I no. was I I liked furlough sounds so much fancier than furlough. Like furlough Fur- sounds like a disease. I definitely worry about the cast members. I mean, I'm sure that they're itching to get people back, you know, to work as well. My bank account doesn't miss me shopping. Same. But I I mean, I definitely miss the ambiance. And I miss having a day it, Like, I feel like it'd be Sunday afternoon and I just miss going and having no idea what that day was going to end up being like. But knowing no matter what, I'd be happy and enjoy myself and laugh a lot and have a great time. You know, this is going to sound overly sentimental and I don't mean it to. I miss the smile on my fiance's face when we're in Disneyland. And I only say that and I only say that not because it's like cemented in my head because that's like I said, not to sound overly sentimental. I've been looking through a lot of past photos since I don't have new photos of Disneyland. I figured let me, let me uh, aggregate a bunch of old photos for the past like eight years for to throw up on Instagram. Right. And I'm looking at pictures of her smiling with a churro. And I, I know when I look at that smile, I'm like, I have not seen that smile 
since we've been in quarantine. <laughs> I, I know I haven't seen that particular smile. I've seen smiles, but that's that's a particular smile that I, I know is 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 unique to being in a Disney park, to tasting some sugary treat. But yeah, I, I do miss I do miss that particular genre of joy that that definitely you can't you can't get in this situation. Yeah. yeah. That's really sweet. That's oh, shut up, Will. Sorry, it is. Shut up, shut up Will, with your sweetness. Uh, I'm never going to let her listen to this episode, ever. <laughs> On that super sweet, magical, beautiful pixie dust moment, let's get to the a little harder things to talk about. One, I want to make sure that, again, everybody knows listening, we are not medical professionals, not politicians, not bakers, nobody. <laughs> uh, it's just Disney enthusiasts and casual Disney goers. And I want to make sure that everybody knows all of the things we are talking about are mostly based on speculation. Disney has not given any official word other than the original close of Disneyland closing until March 31st. That was the only official information that Disney released. They have not released any more. So again, this is a lot of us hoping or wishing. That being said, financial and risk analysts recommendations and the ending of furloughs will probably be the best indicator of when it will reopen. There are obviously only two hard data points when it comes to Shanghai. It closed and when it opened. We do not know what happened for them to reach their decision on how to reopen. Again, it can, it's just speculation. And just because, and I feel like Garrett has said this, and I think it's very important as we have different, uh, everyone has a different Oh no, opinion. what did I say? No, <laughs> what did good. I say? That just because um, the park's open doesn't mean you have to go. Yeah, right? Our safety is 100% the most important thing. Our health and the health of all of those we love, all of those around us, the community that is the earth. <laughs> 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 that is the most important, keeping everybody safe. There's been a lot of news during this week, including Disney parks, but also including Disney streaming, like today was revealed by Bob Iger and Lin-Manuel Miranda that Hamilton will be premiering on Disney Plus on July 3rd. Woot woot! Woot woot! I'm very excited. I've never seen Hamilton. So uh, here's my chance, right? It's on Disney Plus Me already. Too. I'm so excited. As, yeah, I haven't seen it. So. Okay, so I I am the only I'm the only one here who's seen Hamilton, and I. Annie know- has the fancy Disney pass. We so, get it. So wait, so fancy. Hamilton, that's like where they go, like legislative, executive, and judicial. Write down our name and make it official. Washington, Lincoln, right? Like that's how that's that's Hamilton. The, yeah, the you're right on track. Okay, cool. Right on track. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> I. I, I don't like to speak in hyperbole because it, it sort of cheapens any opinion you have. Hamilton, in my educated opinion, is a once-in-a-generation masterpiece. And that's it. It's a masterwork that comes across, that comes to comes to you once in a generation. And it's excellent, and I can't wait to watch it on Disney+. Plus. The soundtrack alone is a wonderful listen. To see it on stage was just almost a religious experience. So I'm wow. very excited. So here's for the it. question: uh, uh, similar to the Irishman, 
do you stay up until they load it up on Disney Plus and watch it as soon as they drop it? Well, that's a problem because I feel like it will... Uh, I, I get the feeling my fiance will be very asleep. I would like to sing along very loud. So we will we will cross that bridge in the when is July third? Is that like three hours from now? I'm still losing still losing Who track knows? of time. Here. Joke is gets better every time, Garrett. Garrett, we passed it. Oh, you oh. missed it. Ah. Uh, but I guess in, in, in news that Greg is more interested in and oh, yeah. Will, we should probably talk about the fact that Will wanted to basically really almost create a quibby segment to this show. Our show. Uh, sorry. Uh, our show, the D plus cast. He wasn't uh, trying to add a quibby segment to Kelly's show, Slice of Disney, because that wouldn't have fit in quite well. But... Hi, let's talk about Disney theme parks and Quibi. What you can do while you wait in line for the rides. Quibi. Well, thankfully, I think it's going to be a short-lived segment, you guys, because it'll be as long as the content and as long as the lifespan of Quibi, because I don't think Quibi's in a good way right now. And apparently, according to Jeffrey Katzenberg, it's all coronavirus's fault. It... He here is a here is a direct quote from Mr. Katzenberg. I what? I attribute everything that has gone wrong to coronavirus. Everything. That is a Jeff Katzenberg direct quote. He doesn't believe that there was any problems with this concept at all whatsoever. No no never mind the fact that nobody has ever paid for short form content before. YouTube couldn't never. get it done, but this guy never. had this genius idea that was definitely going to work and it's not working. And nobody's surprised except Jeffrey Katzenberg. And it's uh, uh what? 1.8 billion dollars uh were invested. So it's oh. great. And I think they have like 1.8 million subscribers and they're all getting a 90-day free trial. And that's Ooh. it. Uh, the, here's another great part. I read this in the New York Times article about it. Um, they asked uh, if... Uh, hold on, wait. I want to find this exact quote. Uh, they asked Katzenberg... Um, when asked if, t- if the success of TikTok gave him pause, considering that it is also a platform built on short-form videos, uh, <laughs> Mr. Katzenberg seemed momentarily steamed. That's like comparing... <laughs> That's like comparing apples to submarines. I don't know what people are expecting from us. What did Netflix look like 30 days after it launched? Tell me about a company that has a billion users and is doing great in the past six weeks. I'm happy for them. But what the hell does it have to do with me? Oh, I... Uh. <laughs> Dude, he, 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 fl- he screwed up so bad and it's all coronavirus' fault and nobody else is to blame. And TikTok, what does that have to do with this? I think it has to do a lot with it. I think it has to do with the fact that it's short form content and it's free and it's free, dude. And no one wants to pay for it. And the only thing that anyone's ever seen from Quibi of the people who who don't subscribe is that weird clip of Mrs. Maisel with a golden arm. Which, wait, we need to pause. Okay, I have, I can't speak because I'm, I kind of feel like this isn't real and you're lying. Just so you know, Will Loves that stupid clip. Oh, who does Please it? make fun of it's him. It's so good. No, what? it's lovely. Kelly is the... Ha ha, got turned on you. No, no but Kelly it's because it's so clip. stupid that Doesn't we love think it, it's, though. I know. I'm with you guys. I couldn't I'm even with, laugh. The I didn't even think it was funny. I was like, this is a waste of my time. I just wasted, like, two minutes of my life. 
Uh, yeah, I, I kind of just wanted to let Greg go for that, that <laughs> long rant. If we're going to talk about the reopening of Disney parks, we know that it's going to be a phased process and they're not all going to open at once. And this past Monday, Shanghai Disneyland was the first one to open its doors or gates, I guess, gates, right? We call them gates. Beautiful, pearly, probably green gates. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Shanghai Disneyland opened on Monday, Sunday night, our time, right? Arguably too soon, but maybe they got it under control over there. I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure. I walked. I, I I watched an entire walkthrough of the entire thing, and half the time, uh, the the COO of Shanghai Disneyland was not wearing a mask and touching cast members' shoulders. I don't know. It made me feel very uneasy. I don't know how Kelly felt watching it. It was really interesting. One, it was my first time ever even seeing a video of Shanghai. I have obviously never been, and I got very excited, just like, ooh, this is what it looks like. But it was interesting seeing that they're taking all these precautions, but then watching a few different videos uh, with him and then with other news reporters who were there and seeing how relaxed they were. I mean, I'm so paranoid, like when I leave my house, I am like decked out in stuff and I strip it off and like get in the shower immediately if I go anywhere. So to see people talking face to face with other people, no problem, was so interesting to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because we've got Shanghai Disneyland opens and I guess, what, what day is it today? I've lost track of time. Today's May tw- 12th. We're, we're like <laughs> mid-May now, May 12th. And by, by next week, uh, Disney Springs will be opening in Walt Disney World in Florida and Disneyland in California will still be shuttered. So it's it's weird seeing this sort of progression of opening going on around the globe. And I guess from our perspective, it just feels like a little too much too soon. But I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, they're definitely in a different place than we are right now in terms of uh, getting out of this. And... I think that with Florida, Disney Springs, it's kind of how they opened Disney Town first in Shanghai, tested that a little bit and and how that went. And basically, Disney Springs is a, a glorified mall. So testing how that goes before they could allow people into the parks. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I don't know what Disney Springs is. So if I don't know if Greg, you know, but I also do not know about Disney Springs. So Disney Springs is well. basically, you know, downtown Disney at Disneyland where it's like a really sad mall with a couple of mediocre restaurants. Yeah, and a Lego store, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. So Disney Springs is like the utopian version of that where they had a blank slate and they've got like 75 excellent restaurants and every store imaginable. And you could literally spend an entire day walking around shopping and eating in Disney Springs. It's a wonderful experience. I love Disney Springs. Cool. It's probably my like third favorite park in all of Walt Disney World. (laughs) It has everything and it's evolved so much over the years. Uh, Not to take away from the from the quarantini conversation, but uh, there's like a section that's the marketplace a little more geared towards children. There's now like the cool hit part that's lots of bars and open aired restaurants. Craft beer places. Oh, for sure. It's like Disney's, oh, even a craft burger place. Ooh. You know what it is? It's, 
it's it's almost like the Vegas strip of Disney World because you can walk around Disney Springs and you can walk up to a little like walk up bar and get a margarita and walk around the property just <laughs> drinking and shopping and there are musicians and it's honestly it's a wonderful experience and I'm I'm waxing poetic and getting very nostalgic right now. Well, when did you say it was opening again? May twentieth, right? May twentieth. Yes. So that's kind of like a test run situation where they're going like, well, here's a Disney thing open. It's not a park, though. It's not going to drive the same kind of size audience to it. It's just it's stores and bars and restaurants. But this this is their first foray into opening up, at least here in the States. Yeah. Looks like it. Yeah. And and I think something that is smart and hard to think about, because we do think of Disney, they are often trying to draw the crowds in. But with this situation, it's a little, you know, they're putting safety first. They're making sure that everybody is, you know, ready to go out in the world. So this is that baby step. Not worried as much about crowds, I think, uh, as they usually are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird because when we were in Florida and walking around the parks, it was... I was very vigilant about washing my hands for 20 seconds. I came up with wonderful songs. Like if you think about uh, Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, that entire chorus is 20 seconds. So that's a wonderful thing to wash your hands to. The best. Uh, 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 Toto's Africa, the chorus to Toto's Africa. That I can get behind, yeah. Also the Almond <laughs> Brothers, Ramblin' Man. Like I had to get creative about washing my hands for 20 seconds. But there were definitely, I was in the vast minority about the hand washing. So when we got back and unfortunately like super sad news within days of us getting back, there was a, a young man about like 35 years old who passed away, who of course had uh, pre-existing conditions and, and all of that stuff. But he was at Walt Disney world the same week we were. So of course that freaked us out a little bit for that like two week period. But we, we ended up, I got through the two weeks, and here we are, what, two and a half months later? I don't know. Is it June? Is it July? Are we still in? No, we're in May 12th, right? Who knows? It's 2021, Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about what the, like, specific practices they're taking at Shanghai. Uh, Yeah, so I have a list in front of me. Um, They are social distancing spaces by one meter, which I thought was interesting because... One meter, what's that? Right. That's less than <laughs> six feet. <laughs> I love how this whole this whole uh, uh, this whole pandemic has made us all realize again that we are the only people that are not on the metric system. <laughs> True. So everybody's like, "Oh, it's one meter. Oh, that sounds so simple." And we're like, "No, it's six feet. It's six feet." feet. Think about like how it's... tall I am, but a little bit taller. Then we're good. <laughs> no, it's less than six feet. Uh, one meter is for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's we're actually like, being more precautious. We're, we're, yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. One meter, <laughs> I, maybe not my arms, uh, but a normal sized human still might be able to reach out and reach the person in front of them. <laughs> but, which is why uh, one meter is so interesting that they went with that. I hope it was safe. Um, you also, when you enter, everybody is getting temperature checked and uh, they're getting their QR code scan. Um, we obviously we don't have that here, but in China, they have QR codes. Um, they are doing. The, there's no longer character meet and greets, so instead of getting to meet your favorite characters, they're doing these little parades where a bunch of characters are on little floats, and periodically through the day, 
these characters will float down and people can take selfies or whatever with the characters as they float by. They also, if you are seeing a show, unlike the rest of the park where there's big labels that say, do not stand here, uh, in between your one meter space, for the shows, there's these yellow boxes for people to fit their group into to watch the shows. And if your group gets bigger than that, I guess they don't get to watch. <laughs> right? Your SOL? I definitely found the most interesting part of that is that the, uh, uh, what, what's the COO of Disneyland Shanghai? Uh, You're talking about uh, the guy who was in that video? Yeah, whoever the guy was in the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So you guys, you guys can all figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, so uh, what I found most interesting about the Shanghai Disneyland YouTube uh, videos that I watched was how the Disney representative was saying that according to their research, which like what what research have you guys been doing? Okay, I trust you uh, to a point that it was it was easier to tell people where not to stand than it was to tell them where to stand. And I'm I'm watching all of this i'm very curious about how these these measures are going to translate uh, between cultures because we know that culture in china is different than culture in paris is different than tokyo and we know it's a lot different than in the united states because we don't like to be told where to stand well, I'll say even with my experience at like the local grocery store at Gelson's, there's a uh, tape measures outside that are like, this is six feet apart. This is six feet apart. And I, in theory, I think you're supposed to stand on those as you wait in line. But I can tell you from practice, that's not what people do. Yeah. So I bet like the you can't stand here would work better. But I just I, I just want to make sure that anybody listening knows that uh, Will made sure to name drop his grocery store Gelson's. Yeah, you uh, shop there without telling other yeah, people. Yeah, if you're you from L.A., you, you know Gilson's. That's a nice. That's, that's a nice. That's a very bougie. Store. It's that's a right. very bougie type uh, establishment <laughs> to. There's a Trader Joe's across the street, but assessment. that line is so much longer that you know if you can afford it, I do. <laughs> I know that uh, when I was at the Tesla store, uh, uh, the social distancing <laughs> was was not pristine. So that's 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 the thing that that is interesting me is that when I watch these Shanghai videos, it's it's excellent to see how the precautions work in that in that bubble. But how will it work translated to Florida and then in turn to California? Florida, it's not going to work at all. <laughs> my, so my family still has uh, we have a trip we're supposed to go at the end of June my mom has not given up the reservation yet because she is a determined woman that we are going to go and spend 4th of July there and one of the things that I've talked to her on the phone pretty much every day about is I don't know how 90 degree humidity in Florida works with face masks that's so you're going to have people passing out and so it's kind of a health hazard either way. You need the mask to be around the crowd. But at the same time, you're going to overheat. It is so hot there. So I think, I think that's an interesting place to start in that while we know that face masks reduce the spread a considerable amount, right? We all agree on that? Science does, so I'm with them. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm with science. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so we know that face masks uh, do that. Okay. So then we we've also learned as this as the 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 science and and research evolves that it seems like this this virus spreads worst within enclosed areas with poor ventilation. So. When I think that, I think, okay, so if I'm going to Disney World, that means I'm probably going to be outside wearing a mask over my face while it's 95 degrees and humid. And to me, that is a no-go, which is fine. And people just need to realize that if it's not comfortable for you, you just need to wait. You need to wait. Maybe you can't go there on day one. And I think that's important. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff I saw was about how uh, they're worried that on day one, so many people are going to attend and that spike is going to be an issue on top of everything else. But I think as long as you're like going with what you feel is right, I I think if Garrett, if you're not going to go, I'm going to guess, Kelly, you wouldn't go on day one either. Uh, No, I'd go. Here, well, here's a couple different things. So Disney made sure to go ahead and suggest in Shanghai it's only 30% capacity uh, to their usual 80,000 person capacity. So they limited it down to 24,000 for the first week, and they're doing it weekly. The reservations sold out in minutes. Um, I think that's going to be more of a struggle in places where, one, you have more annual pass holder. It's There's a lot of different parts to this. One... With Florida, are you only going to allow Florida residents to start? Um, how do you open that up to nas- uh, national and international tourists? I mean, and I, then with a place, I, I was just—I would just imagine there aren't too many people traveling right now, though. So you'd theoretically yeah. be limiting it to the locals because I can't imagine there are too many people flying anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to start with locals, and I guess that makes sense. And like, those are sort of the things that. I would hope that are the first parameters given, but I I feel like there needs to be so much more creativity like instilled into this process that maybe we're not privy to yet, like virtual queuing. Like, can we get a virtual queue? I mean, they've been doing it for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for months now. Here's a reason why I think Disney Parks is not going to be a hot spot for spread. And I think it's because you're constantly moving. And I think if you're going to a football game or a baseball game or a concert and you are sitting in a seat for two hours around the same five or six people, you're going to be privy to the same particles of those people around you. Now, if you're walking to and fro in a park, you might be less apt to catch, but that ends when you're waiting in a 90-minute queue for Space Mountain inside with a seven-year-old with kid cough that's a the kid cough is a very wet cough and he's not covering his mouth it's a wet open mouth (laughs) cough for sure oh my goodness it's it's so it's it's so recognizable and good luck trying to tell the parent like hey could you could you excuse me could you uh would you mind telling would you mind telling uh uh, jacob there to cover his mouth good luck with that (laughs) Yeah. Now, Garrett, I don't. I don't know how scientifically accurate the theory. The theory that you've just given is that you could, that the walking around will will necessarily be uh, easier. I mean, uh, make it make it harder to contract. I mean, I think that's that's the going theory. We don't know for sure, but I think we could definitely say Disney magic will protect 
some people. There's a there's some sort yeah. of invisible bubble of yeah. of little uh, microscopic Mickey's that uh, could that that might fight the virus. I think we could say that unequivocally. Well, one thing I think that's important is that you have four people who are either Disney enthusiasts or Disney casual goers, not scientists, no doctors in the mm-hmm. house. Um, we're just talking based on the articles that us as normal want to be informed humans have read. Uh, we are not experts, have no idea. And one thing about Disney, even as we talk about this, they haven't actually released anything official either. <laughs> so right. again, it's all of these people just assuming and speculating, hoping, wishing, you know, of what the future holds for the Disney company, but we don't actually know. <laughs> right. So if you look at the Shanghai videos and how they reopened, I think what they're trying to avoid is is keeping congregations of people in one place for long periods of time. And, and that is why I think keeping people moving sort of, I'm, I'm not saying it eliminates, nothing eliminates, it, it lessens, and, and all of this is all about percentages and, and chances and all of that stuff, uh, odds, you know? Um, I guess when it comes to, let's start with Walt Disney World. So Kelly, what would it, what would it take for you to go to Walt Disney World on day one? Well, hold on, hold on. First off, first, first, which park do you go to on day one? And I can just like blink of an eye. I'm at a park. Let's say you're confident with all of the provisions and you're like, I'm going to a park. Which one do you go on day one? Which one do you want to see on day one? The world is back to post COVID-19 normal ish. Well, it's hard because Disneyland has become my home. So you're going to but, Disneyland first, right? You're going to Disneyland first. I mean, first. I, I can't even believe I'm saying that because I love Disney World and seeing, you know, Cinderella's Castle as your first image back at Disney would bring me to tears for sure. But I, Disneyland has become my home over the years. And you better believe Haunted Mansion better be open. Yeah, I have a confession to make. I definitely booked a room at the Disneyland Hotel for like late July yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, Will and Greg, you probably haven't booked rooms at, at, at Disney resorts. They've got a they've got a wonderful cancellation policy. So that's as good. long as as long as you cancel like three days before, you're fine. Oh, that's great. So yeah, so I I'm just like, well, let me let me just uh, let me grab this room just in case. I'm in full support. Thank you. I mean, I think. Disneyland is going to be tricky, and there is some speculation it's not even going to open until 2021. It'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, um, <laughs> everybody calm down. I, there's an article that says that a million California residents have annual passes to Disneyland, which is so many people. We all have different levels of pass. How do you regulate when you're only letting 30, 15, 50%, who knows the number, um, in? How do you manage that with people who've already spent money on annual passes, the people who are going to be buying individual day tickets? That, that to me, is so more mysterious than... I feel like Disney World is a little easier because it's so many more tourists. All right, I have the solution. Okay, okay, tell us. And the solution is uh, uh, you, you let whichever pass that I have in first priority. <laughs> 
That's the start. That's 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 ground level. That's where we start. Okay. Anyone who has a Disney podcast is allowed to go. Oh, great. <laughs> Which still might be too many people. But. Uh, that, I would I would say that's where you start. Okay. No, seriously, right. I I think we've seen over the past year the Flex Pass be introduced at Disneyland, right? Which means that people, a, a good amount of people are used to making reservations to go to the park on a certain date. And so I think that's, they have to expand that process. Now, when it comes to existing pass holders, there, there's, there's this weird line that Disney needs to, you know, skate along in that, like, there's, there's day one where the park opens, right? But if I'm a pass holder, maybe I'm not comfortable going on day one. Right? Sure. Yeah, and, of course. And, and you don't want people to think in their heads that I have to get there on day one because I'm on the clock. My pass is on the clock. That means it's it's running down until it expires. So I think I think when Disneyland decides to finally open, it will be a limited amount of, of single-day tickets versus annual pass holders for each day. And I think any annual pass holder can wait and the first day they go back, that is when their clock will start running towards their expiration date. Oh, I like that. I right? like that. I, 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 I think about more the PR aspect versus the, the like fairness to the customer aspect, mainly because the one thing that this entire crisis has sort of revealed is giant corporations really being freaked out about looking like bad guys. That's why I trust Disney to get this right, because they can't really afford... I mean, they can, but they can't really afford to open it, have it be a disaster, and then have to close it again. That's bad, That would bad, just be yeah. disastrous for that the next time. That is bad. Time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you for listening, guys. I know it's a hard time, and we're trying to make the most of it, and it was super fun having our friends from D Plus Cast join us today. Uh, make sure to follow us at Slice of Disney on Instagram and Twitter at Slice underscore of underscore Disney and on Facebook. Also make sure to like, subscribe, share everything. And now I want to thank uh, our very special guest today. D plus cast Garrett. Thanks for having me, Kel. Can I call you Kel? Yeah. That's, or are you Kel? That's a common name. Or that's Kelly? Okay. Any, any. Ke- My old gamer name was Kelster when I was a kid. So. Oh, well, that sounds like a whole nother podcast. Uh, 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 listen, I, I always love talking Disney parks with you. Thanks for having us. Uh, uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D plus cast, uh, D P L U S C A S T. It's just D plus cast all spelled out. Uh, it's, it's maybe more complicated than it needs to be, but you know, we live in a complicated world. And Greg, <laughs> would you like people to, where can people follow you? Oh, uh, you? you can follow me on Twitter at It's Greg Hahn. And if you like toys and action figures, that's all I post on Instagram. So follow me at It's Greg's Toys. You know, uh, let me let me throw in another plug here that I don't normally plug on my podcast, but <laughs> you can follow my Disney Park photos on Instagram at BuenaVistagram1955. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's where I put all my... All my Disney photos. Garrett, I didn't because... even know you had this. I am so excited to know this information. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's named after Buena Vista Street in California Adventure in 1955 being, you know, the, the year Disneyland opened. So it's Buena Vista Graham 1955. And it's just where I throw all my, all my 
Disney Disney photos. Because oh, that's awesome. Apparently, a lot of my real friends were sick of seeing my Disney photos, so I had to create a whole different <laughs> persona. You can make and a that's... different Instagram, or you can make your own podcast, so your friends don't have, or I don't want to say that. Your friends <laughs> have to listen. Or you can, friends? Or you can just start a podcast. <laughs> well, We've been stuck in the house for two months. Who needs friends? <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone, to Slice of Disney. We can't wait to talk to you soon. If you have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear or different rides you'd like to hear about, please message us. Okay, bye.